All right, welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly Che, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Fahim, that, that, yep, yep. Kind of came kind of late still. Yeah, that's that. I need to put the <laughs> yep, yep. But y'all, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Yo, what's up, y'all? As you know, where your host coming from, Toronto, Canada, the sixth, holla. And guys, as you know, we bring up the hottest topics in sports and culture. And before we get right into our topic, I got to ask you a question. So we are recording, Fahim, on the day. What day, Fahim? We're, we're recording four years, the day anniversary of when Kwai decided to leave Toronto. Okay, a fabulous city up north to go hook up with the boy damn Paul George. Okay, in LA. So there was a funny post today on the score. And the question was, big up to the score. The question was, use one word for him to describe the Paul George and Kawhi era in LA. One word for him. What you got for me? Uh, <laughs> He's like, down. <laughs> uh. One word to describe Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in LA. Era. Wow. Era. <laughs> like, the, the, obviously, disappointment. <laughs> Definitely disappointment. Um, but I think I can probably do better than that. Um, one word to describe it. Um, uh, karma. Ooh, I'll just that's go a karma. good word. Karma. I'll go with karma. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, is that from a Toronto is bad karma two words like... is, is is bad karma two words because that's because because that's kind of where i'm going toward okay karma. Oh, one word okay yeah. oh, on, karma. okay i like that um well my word y'all and for those who ever heard me on twitter spaces on instagram anywhere my favorite word to use for him poppycock poppycock <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the hell? For those who are like, what is poppycock? What does that mean? Listen, y'all, I'm gonna make poppycock cool again, okay? Poppycock yeah. means um something like garbage, I, I... nonsense, uh balderdash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just you're the keeping garbage. the word alive because I I haven't heard the word the term you used until you started using it. And since really? then, it's, yeah, <laughs> and I I wasn't familiar. If someone said that before i'd be like what is that but yeah, um, yeah. silliness okay. rubbish yeah. uh mm. you know baloney you know what i'm saying foolishness mm. but the word poppycock mm. bring make poppycock good again yeah anyways that's what i described that era if that's the area yeah. you want to call it so <laughs> with uh Kawhi and paul george um i can't say i'm like i'm disappointed at all like i'm very um, at the time it happened, I even said, I hope they don't win a championship. And so far, they <laughs> seem to be on track for that. So um, let me ask you this before we transition out. Do you think, now mind you, they've had some bad luck in between in regards to injuries, etc. Um, if they can keep it together, they should be a contender. Do you think that this might be their year, this, that this year coming up? At no. least a contender. Not say to no. win, but to no. contend. No, no. Okay. they got they got to get. I mean, first of all, if they're healthy, the last time they were healthy was in 2020 in the bubble. Fahim. That was the year if they wanted to win wow. anything was that year. Now, T 
teams have gotten better in the West. But I do think they're probably top five best two-way players when healthy. Let's be real, right? People talk about Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Kawhi is that. Kawhi is better than Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Kawhi did that for Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Kawhi is a, a legit, like, superstar. Paul, when, when healthy, Kawhi superstar. Paul George, yeah, perennial yeah. all-star. Like, both those guys are, like, tall, great defenders and can do it on, on the opposite end, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a pretty solid team around them. Number one, Powell, I like him. Zubak, like, they got some pieces, right? So, right, right. to your point, they, they re-signed Plumlee. I think they picked up Westbrook on a cheap on a cheap contract, right? Um, and I think they want to run it back, but they have to be healthy for him, right? There, it's like them yeah. versus health, and health is winning 4 0. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, health is winning. <laughs> yeah, it's 4 0 because even in the bubble, they had mental health challenges because they were up 3 1 against Denver, who then beat, came back and right. beat them. So, to your point, yeah. um, no, I, I they're going to be there. Like, listen, y'all. People want people were trying to call Denver Nuggets the Utah Jazz. No, the Utah Jazz, uh, like the fake us is the Clippers. Fahim, they're gonna be fake until hmm. proven otherwise. I'm sorry. They're right, fake right. because they've had well, a great <laughs> roster. They're fake. Period. <laughs> I like what I like what you said about health and them and health being 4-0. Uh you know 4-0 in the playoffs, that's usually a sweep. So it's I think a sweep thing. <laughs> health sweep poppycock. The Clippers. <laughs> the poppycock. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so now, AJ, big news I have to say uh, happened this past week. We'll get more details, I guess, in the week coming up. But the NBA and a lot of the innovative things they try to get going in, as we know, they've been flirting with this mid-season tournament. We finally have something that came to the commissioner that is uh, hard in regards to their direction they're going. So Vegas is going to host the Final Four of the NBA's new in-season tournament. Uh, which I would say is huge. Um, any thoughts uh, with that, Nelly J? Um, I remember we spoke about this, Fahim, um, when we had our episode around the CBA, right? And for those who don't know, look up that episode around CBA, um, what we felt was like a big news, right? We spoke about the plan tour. We spoke about, you know, can it work? Um, and, and I think Vegas is a great spot, right? Vegas right now is hot. Um, I think it's the easy location for anyone to travel to, right? All pe- like every city has maybe four hours max flights to Vegas. It's a great central location, um, easy like, like easy access, right? So I think it's a I, I like the spot location for a, any four team to get there. I also like the fact that um, not only is it Vegas, but it's also going to have a, a, a monetary incentive for him. We spoke about these guys don't care about playing in an All Star game because there's no incentive. What's the point, right? But if I'm going to give you give you 500k, right. and guys, we're looking at contracts right now, right? We're seeing guys making two million, a million, right? Right now, good players, right? Five million, right? If I can make Fahim an extra 500k around Christmas time, that can go towards my charity. That can go towards an investment. That can go towards anything, right? Yeah. And most NBA yeah. players have charities that they mm. do run, and I can see these players really want that money to help their charity, help fund those programs mm-hmm. that they're trying to in- push in their, you know, imagine like a Chris Paul who pushes big incentives for like HBCUs, right? So I think it's a great incentive for each player to gain, even for guys who are on the bench, right? Guys who are like making 200K or 500K a year, 
that's double their salary. You know what I'm saying? So I yep. think it's a yep. good incentive. Um, the question is, though, I'm happy that they're keeping it 82 games. So it's not going to add to their actual schedule. But with the final four format, I wonder if they're going to do like an NFL where, you know, NFL, like week 18, they don't release the actual schedule until they know. So I'm wondering if they're going to have maybe mm -hmm. a couple weeks of like, or maybe two, maybe two games of like, we will give you the schedule, but you know, by that date. Right. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if they're going to have two games where they're not going to schedule it yet. And it will be added later, but nonetheless, I think it's a great idea. Now for him, I'm actually shocked they're doing it next year. I thought they're going to start doing it. Like when the new CBA kicks in, but Adam Silver's like, no, you know, give me my money. <laughs> I want to make the money now. So I was right. shocked that they're actually doing it. Like, so, so what they are doing is coming week and is they are announcing the first ever uh, tournament with they're going to have announced dates, uh, the competitive structure of it, uh, the locations, uh, the trophy unveiling, and also the group drawings. So when I saw the group drawings, I think that wow. that's pretty much going to say they must have the four teams already, I'm assuming, if they're mm -hmm. doing the group drawings on Saturday. Well, for, right? what do you mean? No, well, the group drawings means that they're going to have groups, right? And then whoever, it's kind of like the championship league for him. So, like, you know, but it's, if you but have the most four points, teams, though, right? Pardon me? Uh huh. Yeah. So, but the championship four teams, league. So, though. So, so, what's going to happen is that, no, 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 it's like four groups, right? Group drawing. And then whoever wins each group is going to be in the final four. Does that make sense? Mm, so like, okay. like point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I got, so I, I understand, like the championship right. league, right? So you're gonna win. Right. 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 Accumulate points up until that point out of those groups, and then who? And then the winner of each group, based on just regular season wins, they're, they'll be invited gotcha. to the final four. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. Okay. Right. So that's is, uh, that's final the goal that they're gonna try to do. Pictures in four teams, but that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense because you know you want these guys to have incentive. We also want them to like, you know, like. Like, we don't want to add to their schedule. The question was, are really? we adding to this guy's schedule, right? We don't want to do that. So by making it like that, it's going to definitely help them, you know what I mean, have a better, you know, have, have a better incentive for the guys to hoop and play. But we're not going to create, like, you know, more work in, in a sense. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering, though, if you have to qualify for the group the year before. So to your point, will it be like we're going to reveal who gets to be in a group? Or will it be like, oh, this is your group and the top team's Go to the final four. I'm curious to see, like you know, but like like mm -hmm. how they actually like select the groups, essentially. So, in regards to what's your thoughts for the player statistics of the tournament being added to the regular season totals? That's kind of odd to me. I'm not saying I'm uh, I'm totally against it, but Wait, so, so what do you mean? Break it. So, what do you mean player stats added to the tournament? What does that mean? So, I guess the statistics that happen in the tournament will mm -hmm. be added to the regular season totals. Yeah, that makes oh. sense because they're, they're not adding any games, right? It, 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 it's mm -hmm. like they're gonna have they're gonna have a tournament within the eighty-two games, so that's okay, right? If they're adding, and and that's why I'm saying like it has to be an incentive. If it wasn't mm -hmm. gonna affect their totals, they guys are gonna be gonna be lazy, right? right? So all they're doing is like, hey, eighty-two games. Uh, the eighty-two percentage will be part of this tournament, right? right? I think that's fine because if you don't do it that way, yeah, we're gonna see the Luka and Jokic energy at All Star game where they're just like running around, passing a ball, laughing, giggling, laying down the floor, right. like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So add them stats. Okay. So the championship game is not going to count toward the regular season uh, record, though. So it's only just the the the, the get, play, games leading up to the championship game. 
so my I guess my thoughts on this is with the play in tournament, you know, uh ten, uh ten, nine, eight, and seven. I I did I wasn't when they came up with this concept, I didn't like it. The first year it happened, that was maybe exciting for but I wasn't really a fan. Here we are, three years in, and I love the play in tournament. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. So even with this mid season tournament initially, I didn't like it. Um, the more information keeps coming down the pipeline. We haven't even done a tournament yet, and I'm actually warming up to the whole idea. So um, I think this could be something pretty exciting. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I know we were kind of like, what the hell, what the hell? Um, I think the playing tournament is, again, I don't like it, but as a fan, I enjoy it. As a player, I would not like it. Does that make sense? <laughs> mm. So, like, yeah. I, I feel like as a fan, I don't really care because I get to watch more basketball. As a player, if I fought to be a seventh seed or an eighth seed and then I I miss out on it, you know what I mean? Now, question for him is that this year, though, um, the seven, eight seeds both made it past, right? I don't think any of those teams um, lost to, like, you know how they play seven, eighth, and then the loser play whatever? Like, um, mm -hmm. like Miami won and then um, Minnesota won right against um okc so like i mean i just think that if i'm seven and eighth whatever it's kind of like I, I i work all year to be here now now i can lose it to a team that may have been like a lazy team or you know didn't really right. deserve to be in the playoffs you know what i'm saying so that kind of bothers me a little bit as as a competitor but i do think it's exciting for fans and you know it's, it's good for the money because the betting on those games and like you know the energy around those games it's like a playoff game, right? So you get an extra playoff type energy. And for me, I I was wrong. I said, no way will a playing team who has to play like two extra games could make it to the finals. And Miami Heat said, no, Nelly, hold my beer. We're going to show you. <laughs> and they did it. So clearly, uh, right. Miami Heat defied all odds because I was totally wrong about that. Right. I didn't think. Yeah. But I did say, I also don't think a ninth and 10th will make it to the finals. So let's see if that prediction is still correct. But I didn't think an eight seed team that or a team that had to play two games extra and then play two games later can actually win. Wow. But I mean, Miami Heat got kind of lucky with all them injuries on their way to the finals. So mm -hmm. that also played a factor too. But nonetheless, right. you know, we'll see. We'll see. I actually think the playing tournament would be cool right. because my issue was that were they going to add more games? If they're not adding more games, I'm okay right. with that. I'm okay with that. I really am. Mm -hmm. No, I th things going to be exciting. I like it. All right, Nelly J, uh, want to go to For the Culture? For the Culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight someone who, you know, he has been an absurd topic this, this year, Fahim. He has made a couple, a one, once or twice maybe. But nonetheless, we're huge fans of his. He is always for the culture, no matter what. If we can have For the Culture every week, he would be on it for sure, right? But um, this man is a goat to many, um, and he's also a goat off the court. We got to give it up to Mr. LeBron James. <laughs> so LeBron Ramon James Sr., uh, that's his name because, you know, he's, he's a junior. But LeBron James, for those who don't know, um, man's from uh, what? Uh, Akron? A Akron, sorry. Akron. 
I will say Akron. Like Akron. Akron. You know that's what I'm that's saying? That's I'm so, I'm like so fucking Caribbean. Okay. Akron. Akron. And, um, you know, uh, he, he does so much things for his community, but um, he actually created or made a housing complex, right? He opened up a housing complex that is covering uh, the rent for all the students and families that are going to the, uh, that are attending the I Promise program right? Fahim, that is rent-free. They don't got to pay nada, right? Wow. So mm-hmm. the LeBron James Family Foundation aims to provide resources, incentives, academic, and emotional support to the students and their families um, that need to stay in school. And so by covering, um, I think right now they have over 1,400 students currently in the program for I Promise. So big up to that. Woo! That's huge. And recently, they opened up an affordable housing complex in Akron, and it has about 50 apartments, each of them with all the modern amenities that is needed. So not only is LeBron giving these students um, great education, I think they get full scholarship to certain schools or university. They get uh, literally um, um, like actual resources available that they wouldn't have had in the first place. And on top of that, we're going to cover your rent. And right now, Fahim, I don't know about you, but I think most of us will have our rent covered or mortgage covered yeah. if we could <laughs> at this time because <laughs> inflation is something else. So please pick it up to LeBron, Mr. 20 mm-hmm. season James. Okay. Um, That's right. <laughs> Fahim, what's your thoughts, though, on what he's doing with this? Like, give me your thoughts, man. <laughs> Um, so LeBron also on the first floor of the 50 unit complex, uh, they're having a financial counseling and health services also. So they're making this a completely holistic, Mm -hmm. uh, for, and the thing, the thing about this is, uh, these are families that connects, these are services that are, that these families, these families definitely can use, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's also his mother. I just want to shout out also uh, Gloria James. Uh, she works with the foundation also, and she has uh, a new model of what's called community building, which is mm-hmm. uh, meant to lift up the area's residents who struggle to make ends meet. And they have what's called House Thirty Three. It's under the LeBron James Family Foundation. Uh, that's uh, open uh, transitional. Housing also from uh, I Promise Village, and they're working on a new uh, complex across the street. It's called Health Quarters, mm-hmm. and it's going to house uh, kids from uh, House Thirty Three also, and provide uh, health care uh, to low income residents of Akron also. So this is like he's pretty much taken I Promise, uh, the school, and turned what he has in the school to. It's not just a school. It's now a community of yes. the school. Um, you know, not surprising. This is LeBron James' move, but much love. Definitely. It's great. Absolutely. And to add to what you said, you mentioned the health. Um, they're going to have fitness rooms. 
fiber optic Wi-Fi, which if y'all know, fiber optic is is really good, especially in the states. Not every not every area has fiber optic or can get fiber optic Wi-Fi. Right. So he's adding that. Right. Um, they, they're even going to help with mobility or folks that have sense sensory needs. Right. So it's customized with folks that have you know any type of ailment, disabilities. So, um, and at, and at the ribbon cutting that happened in June, Fahim Gloria James, she mentioned that. LeBron always says, leave a place better than when you found it. This is a way of not mm -hmm. only doing that, but inspiring all of our families and everyone to do the same. Today, we say welcome home. So this is huge. Like LeBron, it really is really um, setting a path of like, how do I give back to my community? Right. Um, he has made over a billion in earnings. So, you know what I mean? Like it, in salary alone. So not only what he's making off the court, right? So, um, mm -hmm. so, but it just shows you that like this is something that's so important to him because he came from there, right? Akron is his home. Um, so um, I love the fact that I think the foundation started in 04, established, and you know, it's crazy for him. Almost 20 years later, like you said, they're building a whole community, and I don't think they're done yet. So big up to LeBron oh. James, big up to LeBron James Family Foundation. <laughs> Um, and all the co-curricular um, activities they have, educational programs they have, resources, a family programming, just and even helping the parents. Like they're 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 holistically helping everyone from the children, the students, and per parents as well to be a better community. Like holy, like and the biggest thing that's been happening, especially in the in the black community, is the family, right? Like you know, it's like. It's been so many things that, that's been going on within the family structure um, in America and Canada. Right. And so I, I love seeing when programs like this are really a family foundation. Like we're really trying to help create healthier family uh, systems and, uh, by providing these types of uh, resources. So big up to LeBron James, man. For the culture. For the culture. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Steph. Um, all right. Nelly J. Let's close out the episode with our That's Absurd. That's absurd. Speaking, bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? Dwight Howard. Hmm. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Dwight Howard saying that he is a top 10 center ever. I'm not going to hold him on that. That could be absurd in itself, possibly. But what I would say is absurd is Dwight Howard has been, since the championship, shout out to Denver Nuggets, uh, Nikola Djokic, but he says that he claims he's better in his prime than Nikola Djokic is now. Absurd. absurd. <laughs> okay, so... I First of all, I've never, I would never like, you know, jump on someone for being confident, right? If I was a player, I may think, you know, blah, 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 right? So I, I don't think he was saying, so I actually played the full clip because I wanted to understand, okay, what was the thought process, stuff like that. And listening to what he was trying to say, I, I feel like he was saying that, like, so what's the, like the, the quote of like him locking him down or better? I think Dwight Howard is prime. He was much more athletic than Jokic. I'll give him that. He was faster, can jump higher. Um, physically, he was a better athlete, right? Like Jokic is, you know, a big boy, right? He's more sturdy, a bit slower, um, not the best defender, right? So on the defensive end, 
Dwight Howard. On the offensive end, I'm taking Jokic. You know what I'm saying? Because of the passing ability and the IQ around the offensive end, right? And that he can shoot threes. He can shoot threes, right? So I, I'm not, I don't hate it. It's just like, bro, like you're, this guy averaged a triple-double, Dwight. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think it's him bringing it up. I think he was asked a question like, hey, what's your thoughts on, um, you know, how would you have guarded Jokic? I think Jokic was it, it, such a big boy that I think he still would have problems guarding him because even if he was to guard him well, he's a great passer, right? Like, what kills you about Jokic is his passing ability. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want Jokic to pass more than he's shooting. <laughs> I, I do think either or... If they're to play um, versus each other, Fahim, um, I think they both be averaging double-doubles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think one could stop the other, but I will say that Dwight is a better defender than Jokic, but I don't think Dwight is stopping Jokic in any capacity. Like, you ain't going to stop him. The fact that Dirk, uh, I'm looking up right now, when, when Dirk played Dwight Howard, they played in 26 games in their career, and Dirk still averaged 23 and 7 rebounds, so 8 rebounds and 3 assists. Uh, I'm not saying that Dirk... So to me, like looking at that, okay, like European type player, um, Jokic is bigger than Dirk, right? But Dirk is a bit more, you know, shifty than Jokic. But still, like, I still think, I, I still think Jokic could be averaging in his prime against Dwight Howard prime. I think it will still be kind of the same numbers. I don't think there's anyone outplaying the other, if that makes mm. sense to me. So I don't think he's better than Jokic, but I'm taking Jokic over Dwight. Um, only because of his offensive efficiency. He's so freaking efficient offensively. It's nuts, right? But I do think Dwight in his prime was... I think Dwight won how many for him? Like four D-boys? Three? Like how many do you win? Uh, D-boys of the year. Like Dwight was a freaking problem. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give him that. Like he was definitely in his prime a huge problem. Like athletic as he hell. Three. Fast three as hell. Three defensive teams in the year. Pardon me? Three. Three. It's three. three okay, yeah. Like Jokic, they both played lots of games. Like he had like six seasons of 82 games, right? Even before he left the NBA, 60, 69, like he was playing a lot of games before he got hurt, right? And his prime, he was averaging, I think his best season was that, uh, what year was that in Orlando? Like his best stat season. Was, yeah, 11. 2010. Yeah, 14 rebounds, 22.9 points. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the guy was uh, from the field, he was shooting. Uh, well, free throws, is, he's also down free throws than Jokic, but uh, 59 from the field, like, he was efficient. You know what I mean? Jokic can do right. more offensively, though, in terms of, like, shooting, right? Three-point, mid. So, I mean, I don't think it's an awful take. I just think, like, you know, Dwight, you've, you've had what? Um, playoff run, right, to the finals. You played on multiple teams. think his best playoff run was uh, with Houston when he dropped the 26 and 13. And that was in 2013-2014 season. That was his best that year. Um, and then, of course, in Orlando, 27 and 15 uh, rebounds in a 2010-2011. So, I mean, I ain't mad at it, but, like, I'm looking at, we're, we're, we're watching Jokic eight seasons later, winning a ring. And if I look at um, Dwight eighth season, he's doing 16 and 14. You know mm. what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, I, th I think I might be, I might be a little bit uh, harsher. I, th I, th I go ahead. think you it's a better <laughs> take just because of this. Because um, you said it, you said, and I agree. Uh, you said they're both going to, you know, head to head. They're both going to get the double doubles, which is true. Um, only thing is, uh, Jokic, he's a Swiss Army life. He, he'll he get the triple doubles. Um, the assists, yeah. you know, um, Dwight Howard in his best year, <laughs> this is his best year, 
he averaged two assists a game in his best year. Mm-hmm. 1.9. He did it twice. 1.9. So two on his average. So, and th- that's just a comment like, uh, you know, there's different facets to basketball. I just think Jokic does all of them at a very high clip. And, um, you know, I'm not like, let me ask you when Dwight says he's a top 10 center in regards to pushback. No, we're not gonna bother no, he's not. No, you'll no. go with the hard. No. Okay. No. Top 10. Okay. Yeah. Top 10 uh, ever. In right. my top 10, like I, I have Jokic as a top 10 center, not Dwight Howard. Respect. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. a lot of centers. Uh, yeah. Like the era the league, of centers yeah. were like back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But 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 I'll say he's top 15 though. Top 15 okay. for sure. Top 10. Okay. That's tough for me. Yeah. I do so think yeah. All the and older that guys, guys back said, in the day were some like we had some prime centers. Back. Dwight in, was like, saying he thought he was a top 80s, 10, like, and yeah. also um, he's better than Jokic. So it's kind of like a double whammy in this. I kind of disagree with both takes he had. And that's why he's are absurd. But he yeah. had a great career. And also, I, and that's the thing, like, I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy for bigging up himself. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, he did say he respects Jokic and stuff like that. Yeah, I just yeah. think for you to think that you would, like, dominate him, like, nah, bro. Nah. Like, like you can, listen, even, like, for example, right, 80, right? 80 is in his prime right now, I would say, right? 80 against Jokic, we saw his team get swept. <laughs> so even if, even if, he was the average for him, uh, Dwight, a 30 and, and 15 against Jokic. His team's going to lose. <laughs> it's going to lose. Because we saw the Lakers yeah. lose with freaking 80 getting like what? I think one game he had like 20 rebounds and like yeah. over 35 and points. They still lost. They still lost. Right. Yeah. Because Jokic does so much more. Like he, he controls the entire game for his team. Like he's, like you said, mm-hmm. like he's like a point, a center forward. Is that a, th- sorry, a mm-hmm. point center, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he does mm-hmm. that crap, man. Like, he controls the pace. He's very slow. And I think he'll have a long career, longer than Dwight. Dwight got hurt really early in his career, right? Like, Jokic is, is eight season, and he's going to be fine the next five, six years because he plays so, like, like he doesn't use too much energy for him when he's playing basketball. He'll have a mm-hmm. very long career. So I'm taking a mm-hmm. Jokic over Dwight only because of longevity for Jokic. The way he plays, he'll be fine. He won't get injured because he, he plays within himself. He doesn't do too much. But Dwight was an explosive type center. He was athletic as hell. But mm-hmm. a center like that won't have a long career for him. Right? They get hurt early. So a center like Jokic, the way he plays, he's going to have a longer career than Dwight Howard. So, yeah. 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 Jokic over Dwight every time. But I ain't mad at Dwight, man. You know what I'm saying? No. I ain't mad at him. No, Go ahead, bro. Talk your shit. But I, 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 agree, <laughs> I agree with you, bro. <laughs> but, but, he's, but I'll say this. He did say that he's faster, more athletic, and I'm like, yeah, you are. You are. He is that, so yeah, I'll give him I'll that. I'll give definitely I'll give him that for sure. Yeah. All right. Nelly J, let's put this episode in the books. Yo, that was the good rookie show. So as you guys know, um, it's our time that we do our shout out. So my shout out goes to former NBA player um Junior Bridgman, who actually Fahim earned 350k in his career and is now worth 600 million in fortune Mm -hmm. he did this by becoming an astute uh owner in fast food industry chains he had over 160 wendy's 120 chili franchises sold those became a coca-cola distributor like fahim i'm like 
So when I read this, big up to actually earn your leisure. They highlighted him on their right. podcast and on their Instagram. But I was like, wow, nice. 350k to 600 nice. million. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so big up to mm-hmm. former player NBA Howler. player Junior Bridgman, man. That's dope. <laughs> oh. Nice, nice, great, yeah. great shout out, Nelly J. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Rashad Bilal and Troy Mullins also. Uh, Earn your leisure, guys, doing big things in regards mm-hmm. to financial literacy, definitely. Nelly J, uh, my shout out is really simple. Um, I'm gonna shout out Adam Silver, and I never thought I'd be doing this. Uh, I gotta say, I'm really impressed in regards to the moves that he's made as a commissioner. Um, I like that the moves that he's making, he's making the relevant moves. Like he, it's almost like he really has his pulse to the streets of what people are saying and giving people what they want. Um, since he's been uh, the commissioner, some of the big er, projects he's been with, uh, development of the uh, WNBA, he's been a part of that NBA G League, the transition from D League to G League. Uh, NBA 2K League, uh, Basketball Africa League, uh, the creation of uh, NBA digital assets, uh, NBA China, NBA Africa. These are the big things. And then we're getting down to the rule changes in regards to flopping, in regards to uh, charges, like anything that seems to be on the tip of what people are thinking might be good for the game. Um, He's wasting no time in, you know, getting rid of the nonsense and uh, giving people what they want. So I know we started this episode with the NBA's uh, mid-season tournament, uh, something that initially a lot of people weren't down, but as time goes on, we're warming up to it. So I just got a shout out Adam Silver. Uh, Clearly doing a great job. No, great shout out, man. Cannot cannot deny that. He definitely, Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think he's also, he's like a, he's also kind of nice too. Like to your point about like, sometimes he could be a bit more harsher because there are things that have happened last season that I think he was too, like, lenient on. Like, no offense, but when MPJ um, choked, yeah, put his hand on a man's throat and he didn't get any penalty, nothing for that, it's like, really? <laughs> but then if that was, like, Draymond getting someone else, suspension. So I just think that he has to be mindful of the Because I feel like everything we spoke about before as well, where there's moments where I feel like the suspensions aren't, aren't consistent. It's really subjective as to who he likes. And I think he needs to be a bit more consistent as to suspension and who gets what. Because you can tell who he likes based on suspension. You know what I mean? So I just think that you got to keep the same energy. So I'll give him that one critique. But to your point, yes, he's been doing a hell of a job. And again, you can't please everybody as a commissioner of an NBA league. So he's doing the best that he can. So yeah, that's true. Nice. All right, Nelly J, let's put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. If you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself, please like and subscribe. And tell friends, tell friends. You know what it is, we're on all platforms. And that's Good Rookie Show, and we out. Peace.